In today's episode, we talk about how comic books can help your tabletop role-playing experience, so stay tuned. Hey folks, I hope that you've all had a great day today, and I hope that you're doing well so far. If you didn't know this about me, I love comic books. I just remember buying my first comic book at a Rite Aid pharmacy in Hialeah, Florida, and I just was hooked. I remember reading through and watching the Avengers, or rather reading about the Avengers fighting the Wrecking Crew, and in this particular issue, they were saving Captain Marvel from uh, having all her powers stripped away from her. So, I vividly remember this, and looking at how, you know, the characters all interacted with one another, the villains, how they told the story, and how they really just formulated the scene, how they, you know, prompt up and kind of almost forced me to use my imagination to think about how this is all going to happen in the setup, right? It got me thinking later in life, especially recently, um, as I write for D and as I write for D and D, you know, games in my own life, and how I write for uh, campaigns, homebrew worlds, all that good stuff on my free time. I started to think to myself, I wonder how comic books have really um, been an impact to me. Again, just random thoughts that I have and immediately thought to myself and kind of put it all together that comic books have given me a lot of foundations as a world builder, as a storyteller, as a game master, as a player. It, I mean, in reality comic books, and I think I would add as well as manga chapters and manga in general, give people a lot of, um, I don't want to say experience, but they give a lot of people the building blocks that help elevate and improve tabletop role-playing games. And you might think to yourself, well, Brian, I've been reading comic books and I what what's the connection? I don't know. Or you might be that other factor that says I've never read a comic book. Like what are you talking about? Like how would they be connected? Well, folks, I believe that there are three specific elements. I mean, there are more elements, right? But there are three specific things in my life that I've noticed how it's helped my game. The first part is I really believe that it teaches Um, players and it teaches game masters on how to build sessions in an effective and efficient way it allows game masters to really focus on what type of story needs to be told during that session especially if time is of value comic books whether you know it or you don't um, unlike manga Comic books have to deliver, and, and, and manga does too, but in this case, a comic book has only a certain amount of pre-constructed, pre-set pages that it can use to write and to tell a story. So within those pages, within those text dialogues and basically, you know, the um, text bubbles and all that good stuff, every panel, you have to tell a story or you have to tell the continuation of a story, whatever whatever fits your agenda, whatever fits the mold. You have to basically say, this is what I have to tell 
you know, as a writer, editor, so on and so forth, this is the space I have to tell this story. So going back to the issue um, that I first spoke about, the writers had only a certain amount of panels to talk about, you know, the battle between, or to showcase rather, the battle between the Wrecking Crew and the Avengers. They have to make sure that they don't, even though they want to write or they want to draw certain things that would really be cool, they have to balance that, you know, cool combat scenes and those and the really good dialogue um, together. They have to make sure that there's a balance because if they have too little dialogue, you know, the story isn't going to go anywhere unless that is where the previous story led up to. Um, and vice versa, right? If there's too much dialogue and no action being made as a consequence or as, you know, a result of the dialogue, then we don't know where they're going. And again, it's okay to have both, but you have to balance it throughout the whole, um, you know, scope of the, of the comic book. Any tabletop game that has a heavy role-playing aspect is going to have similar effects so for example in Dungeons and Dragons in my world I'm constantly trying to facilitate a balance between combat and role play right I want you know any role play that my players have with in, in the regards of their characters interacting with NPCs and with one another I want it to be something where it's meaningful and it's effective. If I'm going to role play something or someone, I don't want to just have it there for a random reason. I don't want it to be something where um, it's going to give my players needless information. Um, if my players want to pursue that, that's fine because at the end of the day, them pursuing something is how their character is interacting and exploring the world. So in my book, that's totally acceptable. But me as a game master, I need to make sure that I'm not putting things in there that are going to almost cloud the, the space or clutter the world that we're building all together. So comic books are really good about building, you know, this narrative and building this um, story in a, in a way where it's almost it's you know direct it's direct it's you know to the point and yes you can you're gonna have those comic book issues where you're having the equivalent of the D D shopping uh scene right where you're having that mo that shopping montage or the training montage you have comic books um you have a lot of issues that kind of reflect the same but at the end of the day they're still building that character up in, a, in, in some form or fashion. So same thing with D&D. Try to take that notion of, you know, building the character in a timely, efficient, and, and or time efficient, rather, and effective way. Moving from there, I also have noticed that comic books have done an amazing job at teaching people how to build tension and drama through the narrative. One factor that we always forget within D&D is that Drama and tension can be done through roleplay. We don't need combat. We don't need, you know, a crazy evil villain with nine heads and, you know, cr you know hit points out the wazoo um, and death touches and all this crazy stuff. You don't need that. What you need is to do something very simple in order to bring tension and drama 
into the narrative. A great example of this is during the Marvel Civil War uh, series. If you haven't read the series, I would highly recommend to go and pick up the series, um, whether digital or physical copy, if you can. It's fantastic. You know, it starts out just kind of very similar to the movie in the regards that, you know, Tony Stark and Steve Rogers have two opposing views. In the, in, in the series, you know, Steve Rogers is against the Superhuman Registration Act because the Superhuman Registration Act um, basically, and again, this is the series, um, says that this act says that they, every superhero would have to reveal their identity to the public and become public agents. Steve Rogers believes that one, this is a, you know, attack on civil liberties, but also to the identification of heroes that may cause more harm than good. In Tony Stark's defense, so to speak, Tony Stark believes, well, this is for the greater good. If we were to do this one thing, it would be for the greater good. The difference being is that um, in the series, a couple of mutants actually caused a you know mutant villains caused a huge um kind of mass murder when they were being pursued by like a reality tv show like a mutant reality tv show that filmed other superheroes you know fighting crime and whatnot so it it, that all triggered you know the event that happened unlike the marvel movie so something simple like that you know, being presented to the characters, um, Captain America and and Iron Man, and then later their you know each side to their st- to to their forces. It's a simple thing that built tension and drama through the narrative of their dialogue, and that is something that comic books do well. They take something that opposes you know something really small that may oppose um, the main superhero's thoughts, or initial thoughts, rather, and they put it against them. Dungeons and Dragons can really benefit from that. I mean, heck, any role-playing game can benefit from that. To take something, whether it's in the backstory or whether it's something that's been developed through play, take something as the game master that would cause that character that specific player to have a bit of a conundrum to say wait a minute what you know what would my character do um a great example of this is the paladin i have a paladin who's the oath of conquest it is in his oath to conquer the world um in the name of bahamut and you can check this um paladin's story out at behold a DD podcast where we play or where we've played with this character but you know the, the deep down root of of you know balasar this the pal my paladin is that he's conflicted by you know the message conquer the whole world how about if you know what does that mean would I have to be violent in order to conquer the world? That's that's how Balasar thinks. It's, again, a bit of a moral conundrum because his God is telling him to conquer, but then his, you know, personal moral belief is to, you know, not cause violence unless needed. So 
that little slip of tension is, you know, can build up some great things in the future. Comic books really planted the seed in my mind to think that way. Instead of giving, you know, my players the obvious fact, and, and you know, you see a lot of other writers do this. You see George R. R. Martin um, take this same approach when he writes fantasy books, um, especially with Game of Thrones. You don't have to have the obvious, you know, good and evil. Have something that goes against the character's you know, moral values or, or personal thoughts, and you're going to see how you're going to build tension. Comic books do a great job at this. Lastly, I really think that comic books are great for weaving everything together in a seamless way. I know for a fact that comic books introduced me to the quote-unquote multiverse theory um, when I was a kid. And I'm not saying that you have to have this crazy cosmology um, of interacting planets and interacting, you know, systems and this multiverse and different planes. No, 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 no. You don't have to have that. If you want to have that, awesome. But if you don't want to have that, you don't have to. But what I noticed with comic books is that comic books um, showcased that, one, we're part of a bigger picture. We're part of something that's bigger than ourselves. L- look at Spider-Man. You know, Spider-Man was and is a superhero that fights for essentially his neighborhood. Like, I mean, again, the MCU is something that um, we've noticed and we've taken a lot. It's introduced people into the comic book and the fantasy world, which is great. But you know, Spider-Man is a kid from Queens, I believe. Um, again, correct me if I'm wrong. I, I'm not. My my Spider-Man sense, my my Spidey sense isn't that great. But my Spider-Man, um, if again, he's Spider-Man is from Queens. He's from well, let's just say the greater New York City area, from one of the boroughs. And um, Spider-Man fights for Queens. He fights for his borough. But you know who else is in the in, in the New York City area? The Fantastic Four, the Avengers, like other superheroes that fight criminals on a national, international, and other you know inter uh, interplanet level. So it's something that makes the reader think, hmm, this player, and again now going into role-playing going into uh, D&D specifically, this player is a part of a bigger world. Your adventuring party, whether it is fantasy, sci-fi, whatever, whatever RPG you you, uh, stick with, you're part of a bigger world that's connected to NPCs, connected to organizations. Heck, you might be that type of game master that runs another game within the world and you're connected to those people in, in some form or fashion. So that's one thing that I really think comic books do a, do a really great job with teaching the reader how to do this. They show them, they kind of give you the blueprint to connect people together, to connect stories together, um, whether it's a person, place, or thing, it, it kind of shows you the blueprint. And my, 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 you know, my heart tells me 
for those folks who want to get into, you know, you've now heard what I'm talking about and you want to get into comic books. I would start out with whatever superhero you enjoy. So if it's Thor, if it's Green Lantern Corps, if it's Batman, who, or if it's an indie comic, whoever. Start with those comics. And, and when you read those comics, or even if you read manga, the same thing is going to apply. You're going to say, okay, I think that when I read this comic book or this manga uh, chapter, I'm going to start looking at how they build the world, right? Start to really think, how do they start, you know, how do they build their world? How are they constructing the, um, the development of these characters? How are they constructing even um, the storyline? What are they putting in there? What are they removing? What are they not including that I would want to include? Do things like that, and you're going to start to see that when you start reading more, you're like, huh, that's interesting. I never noticed this, or I never noticed that. And you're going to be impressed. You're going to really start to say, wow, this, you know, because, because, you know, reading a book is great. I highly encourage reading books, but comic books and manga, they, they do something, and even graphic novels, they do something a little bit different. It's almost like the, if you've ever heard of like boot camps for like different, you know, corporate functions, like, oh, you know, or you might have seen advertisements for your local university. Oh, do a, you know, 12 week coding boot camp. That's what a comic book is. It's a, it's almost like a boot camp on how to be a better writer, how to be a better storyteller. Because again, it has all these benefits to it that are just intrinsic in that time and space that it is basically allowed to tell the story in. A book, on the other hand, it could be however long the author wants it to be. Um, obviously, the, there's negotiations, but look at George R. Martin. His books are crazy long, and it's that it's that long in order to tell the story. Um, it's not like he's forced to say, well, you can't really... You know, go above these pages and do. I mean, really, he can he can write however long he wants to. J.K. Rowling can write however long she wants to, um, in order to tell her story. So that's where I think comic books provide a lot of great value. Comic books really say, okay, here is what you you know, here's what you need to learn in this time frame. You're going to learn it. Go for it and and go out and do it. So that's where I see the benefit of comic books. You get a lot of great value for a short amount of time that you can start reading and picking up and then adding it to your game. And, and I mean, again, there's inspiration that you can take from comic books. Sure, you can, you know, you can create a character that's like Batman. Um, you can create, you know, you can create anyone. But the, the actual, you know, core of a comic book, you can learn you know, pretty quickly and start applying it to your role-playing game. So anyway, folks, that is the episode. I really appreciate y'all, excuse me, staying and sticking by listening to the episode. If you enjoyed today's episode, as always, please subscribe to the podcast, follow us on social media, uh, message us if you want to hear any specific topics or any other questions that you might have regarding tabletop gaming, nerd dumb in general. As always, have a great day and keep gaming.